Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today members exclusive podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Tuesday the 25th of July and as usual with all the information contained in this podcast it is general advice only so please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well, let's kick things off, as always, with this podcast with the score so far on the door. It is just 11 o'clock. We are up 19.8 points or 0.27%, which is pretty much where we opened. We did have a high of 73.38 and a low of 73.22. So again, another very narrow range, only a 16-point trading range so far today. SPY futures were pointing to a 45-point rise. However, it does seem as if some of the wind has been taken out of the sails today. But we are seeing, again, this bifurcation of the market in terms of resources versus banks. It's a bit like Batman versus Superman at the moment. Uh, We are seeing resources rising today and doing better, especially in the big iron ore miners where we're seeing a little bit of uh, interest following that big sell-off yesterday. BHP is up 3.1%, Rio up 2.9%, Fortescue up 3.5%. There are some moves from China coming out, not so much a Bazooka Joe stimulus, but certainly some targeted stimulus there, which is helping. And we have seen iron ore prices creep a little bit higher, which has brought the bulls back into this resource sector. But uh, unfortunately, uh, not all boats are rising, although there are many of them arising in the, at the moment in the resources. But we are still seeing some pressure on some of the smaller lithium players. Pilbara Minerals came out late last night with their production update. And despite the fact that they got a 33% haircut on the prices received for their product, sales and production were very strong. And $3.3 billion in cash for Pilbara. More on that in the newsletter today. Certainly it is the lithium stock of choice at the moment in terms of production profile, outlook, expansion plans, and uh, also, of course, their move downstream with POSCO in South Korea. So that one going pretty well at the moment. We have got uh, AKE, Allchem, still suffering a little bit, down 0.2 of a percent at the moment, and we'll run to some of the losers. But um, the resources doing well today, oil and gas also doing well today, which is A little bit concerning given that it is on the back of crude rises, which has been one of the reasons why inflation has been a little bit more benign is we have seen that oil price slip away. But of course, we've now seen WTI, which was not long ago below 70 bucks, creeping up towards 80 bucks. So Woodside up a percent, Santos up 1.1 percent as well. And the coal stocks continue to do well. Whitehaven up nearly 2% again. But as they say, the best of times, the worst of times, and the banks suffering today. We did see, surprisingly, the US banks were firm yesterday, a bit of bargain hunting going on in US stocks, in the banking sector especially. 11 straight days for the Dow to be up. That hasn't happened since 2017. So that is a big-ish kind of milestone, I guess, last six years. We haven't seen that kind of rise for a long, long time. And US banks did well last night, but unfortunately it hasn't carried over into Australian banks. We have CBA down 0.5, NAB's down 0.5, Westpac the worst of the bunch down 1%, and Macquarie uh, down 0.7 of a percent. Insurers also a little bit on the nose this morning, QBE and Suncorp 
down around 1%. The rest of the market, pretty flat, to be honest. Uh, healthcare, a little bit of an issue. Uh, CSL continuing to drag down 0.4, and uh, we have Sonic down at 1% as well. So not much interest, really, in those uh, industrials. Very much a wait and see. We do have, of course, U.S. results starting to hit this week, and some biggies out there, uh, which you will no doubt be aware of. But we do get Alphabet and Microsoft, the big ones, after hours on Tuesday. Last night, we did get Domino's uh, in the US, which once again highlighted the problems they have with delivery. And uh, as a result of that, there's Domino's here is down 3.2%. It was downgraded as well this morning by one of the brokers. But it's all about Microsoft and Apple tonight. That will come out after hours. Dow Chemicals and 3M will be out before hours, and I think we get General Motors as well. Meta, Coke, AT&T, eBay, Mattel, and the Fed decision on Wednesday. So it's going to be a big couple of days, and as a result, our market really not getting going too much at the moment. We do see a few U.S. analysts throwing in the towel. Some of the really bearish ones have been starting to change their forecast and admit, you know what? They are wrong. They have got it wrong. Finally, I don't know whether that's a sign when you uh, are a bear and you finally capitulate and say you are wrong. Maybe that is the time uh, to be looking to um, to sell a little bit into that capitulation. But certainly at the moment, some of the high-profile U.S. analysts are admitting we got it wrong. We missed it completely. Morgan Stanley's uh, guy, um, Wilson, uh, who Mike Wilson there has been one of the most celebrated stock forecasts on, on Wall Street, has said we were wrong he wrote in a note to clients, Monday 2023 has been a story of higher valuations than we expected amid falling inflation and cost cutting. He has set his price target now at 4200 for the June 2024 S&P 500 level. So interesting there. We are seeing a little bit of stimulus from China, as I said earlier, which is certainly helping at the moment, certainly helping those big miners uh, that is uh, not a bad thing to happen. Um, oil near a three-month high as well, so that is going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But certainly that energy sector is one of the better sectors at the moment in the market. So no change to the strategy at the moment. We are still along the S&P 500. We have sold that NASDAQ uh, ETF in the strategy portfolio, so very little in there at the moment. Very little in ideas and nothing in the one-stock portfolio May have missed the BHP bump after that big fall yesterday. We have a big bump today. But certainly Macquarie, we do have the AGM, uh, which is coming out later this week. So that'll be interesting, and that will be the touchstone, I guess, to see where Macquarie's going. Uh, as always, they do tend to <coughs> under-promise and over-deliver. That remains to be seen, of course, on Thursday with the AGM. But um, there is a potential for that. It'd be interesting to see how the commodities, the global commodities group is going with Nico Kane, who has been the big driving force. His division, that is bigger than division, it's more um, battalions of businesses that he uh, is in charge of, have been the big driving force in Macquarie of recent years. So just looking at our strategy section today, just a little bit of talk about uh, what's been going on in resources. Uh, some updates on Pilbara, which did come out with some good numbers last night. Strong performance for the quarter. The interesting thing, of course, is that they have $3.3 billion in cash. Sales are up 22%. Production was up 10%. Uh, that is uh, certainly significant there. Uh, but revenue uh, 
has been hit 18%, uh, a 33% decline in estimated realised price, uh, which I guess is the big thing. And of course, the lithium sector has come under attack uh, in the last few days since that Shanghai Metals Market futures contract kicked off last week, hoping for some more transparency in the lithium market. And that certainly has been uh, a little bit weaker than one would have anticipated. And as a result, that transparency is coming to the lithium market, which has been detrimental, suboptimal, as I would say, in terms of the lithium stocks. But Pilbara, very much the shining light, uh, that $3.3 billion in cash. CSLSA has upgraded to a buy from an outperform, so that's a wishy-washy to a more convicted, with a price target of $5.75. Macquarie, uh, quite positive, as always, on the whole sector. Price target of $7.30, still like Pilbara. And if you're going to play the game, Pilbara is the one to play in terms of the market at the moment. So uh, that is, uh, they are an established producer with downstream activities with POSCO, lots of diversity and that massive cash pile. Of course, this was just a production report. We didn't get any news on dividends or capital management, but you'd have to say... It is pregnant with a nice dividend for shareholders. They have already put out one dividend. Their their first maiden dividend uh, came out last results season. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see what they do with this one. Also in strategy today, just a little bit of a uh, chat about black swans. Uh, Yesterday I sat down with Peter Harold, who is um, the CEO and MD of Poseidon Nickel. Uh, Really interesting chat. And if you're interested in Poseidon Nickel, which... Um, I know Marcus is, um, then it's certainly worth having a listen to him. Clearly, the company has um, somewhat surprised the market only to the downside with its latest upside with the delays uh, on two fronts, the metallurgical front and also uh, the fact that they can't connect up to grid power till late next year. Now, that obviously sent the shares into a bit of a spin, and uh, it's good to hear Peter clarify what that actually means for the company in terms of timing, uh, that Black Swan project now being pushed out, but he certainly is expecting production in the first part of 2025. And despite the fact that they can't connect to the grid as quickly as they had hoped, then uh, there are other things they can be doing in the meantime, including a bit of exploration and, of course, that all-important work on the metallurgical uh, side of things, which has been a little bit disappointing, and it does prove that the project, the ore body itself at Black Swan is a little bit more complex, I guess, than previously thought. Just to throw a spanner into the works, if that's the right phrase, uh, we also had news this morning that uh, Panoramic Resources, which is where Peter used to be, uh, is in a trading halt this morning, and they are looking at raising around uh, $40 million in a capital raise. So that may take some of the excitement out of the sector, if there is any excitement. Nickel was better overnight but it has been quite volatile, to say the least. So uh, panoramic raising money will take a little bit of uh, demand, I suspect, out of the the, uh, the nickel story. Uh, but there is a little bit more on the On the Couch podcast. Really interesting to uh, have a look at that. Also, a bit of chat about Core Lithium, which had a shocker yesterday, as everybody will be aware, down another 7.6% today. It looks as if it's trying to find a base it did hit 61.5 cents this morning. It's now 66.5, but certainly not particularly good news. Issues with um, 
the company in terms of production, ramping up that production, which does seem to be taking a long time, and it's set to take even longer in some respects. Shorts will be very happy there. And the, uh, there's 190-odd million short shares in Core Lithium. So they certainly have lots of reasons to plunge the knife in. But certainly what we are seeing at the moment is that, uh, Houston, we have a problem. And the problem is that we are st- still seeing inflationary pressures, weather in events as well, and other factors really affecting mining projects. IGO has recently written down nearly a billion dollars in their Western Areas um, takeover. And South 32 has also joined the Write Down Club with a write-down yesterday of its um, project in the US. So it is a problem at the moment. Not easy to work from home for millennials in the mining industry, but certainly something that Peter Harrell was alluding to in the podcast was that um, hard to get equipment, hard to get people a big shortage of beds in Kalgoorlie. Uh, lots of maintenance going on means lots of people uh, having to be housed. And a big shortage of people uh, or places to house them in Kalgoorlie. Also a shortage of trying to get people up to the Pilbara, which is not as easy as said than done. So certainly we are seeing costs blowing out. And the AFR yesterday had a really interesting article on that very fact uh, that costs are blowing out at exactly the wrong time as we transition or try to transition to more critical metals and a more greener uh, and electrified economy. Uh, the heat wave in Northern Hemisphere, of course, that's really pointing out the dangers of climate change and where we're going with climate change. And certainly some scientists very, very worried about uh, the upcoming Australian summer as well. So that could have some implications for stocks. But of course, what it has done is helped the coal price, which is going along quite nicely. Whitehaven Coal, which we wrote about a week or so ago, has been chugling along very nicely indeed. So that is of interest there um, for those of you that got involved in that one. In Henry's take today, just a look at uh, the uh, small cap portfolio, which had a pretty nasty day yesterday. Chalice, though, in the Australian today as a potential takeover target, I have to say, Uh, They were very specific about the date. Uh, 21st of August is the deadline for interest. There are some talk that it may only be a 20% kind of stake sort of thing. Stock is up 3% this morning, which is hardly enough to get out of bed for, but the fizz certainly has evaporated in Chalice. No news is part of that, I guess, to some extent. No news on the Gonneville uh, exploration, but um, certainly base metals and lithium in general have been a little on the nose, so that is something to bear in mind. Also, just talking about every now and then, we do get a shake of the tree. And of course, yesterday was quite a big shake. And we have seen that Shanghai metals market prices, partly responsible for that, partly uh, core lithium disappointment as well. But it is good to have a bit of a shake every now and then. Some of the companies that I'm looking at in terms of uh, maybe certainly on the the watch list at the moment, but maybe adding to is uh, Latin Resources, which we sold out um, over half of the position, around 37 to 40 cents, back down to 33.5, down 3% today. Also, other ones that uh, I have on my radar include Azure Minerals, which is down another 1.4% today. Sayona, which actually is up today, is up 5% today. They got down to um, 15 cents yesterday. Also, of course, uh, there could be some potential bounce factor in Core Lithium, although it's not one of my favourites. Pilbara certainly is one of my favourites 
in the sector. And also I had promised to look at Solis, um, SLM being the stock code there, which Latin Resources did put some money into. Solis continues to fall, has been massively volatile. I'm not in, not in any rush there by any stretch of the imagination to get involved, but it's probably one to uh, have a closer look at in terms of uh, its outlook. It has been hyped an awful lot, to be honest, uh, by one of those, um, I'm not sure what the right word is, tip sheets or um, funds that like to spruik their stocks by email to many people, and I'm sure they're prolific on hot copper. So it has had a massive run higher and a massive fall as well. Tomorrow I am on the call again uh, with my sparring partner, Andrew Wyland. Uh, we're talking about ALQ, Aluka, Mineral Resources, Mitchell Services, Liontown. That should be an interesting conversation. Bearing in mind, Liontown are back to $2.70. Uh, a couple of uh, ETFs in there as well, as well as Zero, which for those members that read yesterday's uh, Henry's Take Down, which isn't supposed to be a short seller's report, but more highlighting, I guess, sometimes the disparity between what looks like a serious momentum surge to become very overbought and the actual underlying fundamental valuation of the stock and the business. Remember, you are buying, if you're buying a share, you are buying a share of that business. And uh, Zero was valued at around 18.5 billion. It has since been coming off a little bit, a little bit of weakness in that tech sector, a little bit of profit taking. But just have a look at Henry's take down yesterday. Uh, just for a little bit of a, a view on that. Well, that is about it for me today. Uh, as we finish this podcast, we're still up around the same amount. It is still very much hold and wait and see in terms of uh, the Fed, which is pretty much guaranteed to raise rates. And also, of course, those big numbers coming out tonight from the US on results season. So um, once again, it is wait and see. Uh, some of the winners today include Monodelphus, which has got a contract win. We're also seeing that Iron Ore Space doing well. Grange Resources, Champion Iron doing a Fortescue up 3.8%. But the losers today certainly do include some of those lithium plays. Core Lithium down 8.3%. Dominoes as well, struggling after those US results, down 4.5% there. And Temple and Webster also down 3.7%. Well, that's it. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. And of course, we'll be back again this afternoon with the end of day report. If you are interested in Poseidon Nickel, the On The Couch podcast is now up and available and certainly worth a listen to that one. Thanks again and talk to you soon.